Shalom Rabbi Yisai. This is Pasha Parshas Teldus begins with Yitzchak and Rivka davening for children. As we mentioned last week, Parsha, after the Hasanah, Eliezer went to find a wife for Yitzchak and brings Rivka to his home. And for 20 years, they're waiting for children. After 20 years, they went to Davin, and each one went into a different uh, corner. And Hashem answered Yitzchak's tula, and Rivka became uh, pregnant. She was expecting a child. And she had a difficult pregnancy. <coughs> the Pasuk says, They were running around inside. There was a confusing pregnancy when she was passed by a base of Rebbe Zorah. So then Asa would try to go out. When she passed by a base, Medrash Yaakov tried to go out. It was very unclear to her what was going on with this pregnancy. Until she went to ask a Shaila, <coughs> What's the shot over here? She went to Shane. And he told her, Shnei Goyim there's two nations inside your womb, and they're going to break, break off into different uh, different ways of life. <coughs> and she went, after she finishes the pregnancy, she gives birth to twins. Now, Asa was born at Maini, he was red, Kula Kader, Seraph of Fear, and that's why it was called Asa Blashna Soyli was made. And afterwards, Yaakov came out, and because he grabbed onto the uh, cave of Asa, to the heel of Esav, he was called Yaakov. Now, until they were 13 years old, Yashi tells us that they weren't able to tell the difference between the two of them. Once they were already 13 years old, then Esav started showing some of his true colors, and because of that, Avraham Avinu was nifter. As we saw in the previous parishes, all the, right, all the others were supposed to live to be 180, and Avraham Avinu was lifted five years earlier because he was meant to be spared to see the wishes of Esau. And therefore, <coughs> um, when, when Esau turned 15, actually two years later, when Esau turned 15 and Yaakov Esau turned 15, so that was when in actuality Esau went out and started to do things which were improper. From 13 to 15 he was developing his character and we spoke about that last year, I believe, the Yerushalmi and and at 15, he started to show his true colors. And that was the time that Avraham Avinu was meant to be nifter. As a result of that, we know that there's a minhag, that when somebody is nifter, that we eat things which are round for different reasons. One is because the world just goes around as a circular, you know, the, the galgal achayz, where things just turn around. And also because a person is bravelous, he can't speak, it's like a closed mouth. So he, Yaakov was preparing a pot of lentil soup. Yaakov came in from hunting in the field and he was all tired and hungry. Yaakov said to Yaakov, Please give me to eat. The Russian of Halitani, Rashi explains the Russian of Halata. That he was asking him, can you do me a favor? Open up my mouth and stick the this red red stuff, this 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 lentil soup that you're making, stick it deep into my throat. And I'm hungry. Give me to eat. I'm tired. I can't my That's why, for this reason, he was called Edan because he asked for this this red lentil soup. I am a Yaakov. Yaakov said to him, "I'm not for free over here." 
If you want the lentil soup over here, we'll make a deal. You're the Bukhar. And Yaakov was very concerned that Asia should have the Bukhari because the Bukhari has something in Kedusha, in Klai Yisrael, the Avoida. And therefore Yaakov wanted to get that away from Asab. So he says, if you're willing to sell to me the Bukhari, then I'll give you this uh, soup that you want. I am Asab. I'm about to go die right now. What do I need this Bukhari for? We'll see later on. The Pasuk is. Esav disgraced the Yaakov so swear to me that you're giving it to me. And he swore to him and he told him the Bukhari. And then Yaakov gave him some bread and the lentil soup. And he ate and drank and, uh, you know, he went on his way. And like I said, he disgraced the Bukhari. So first of all, we have to try to understand. Pasuk says that because he asked, please give me some of this uh, from this red, red food, from this soup, right? For this reason, that's why we refer to Esav, we refer to him as Edom. So now, the question which one might ask, which is a question that my Rebbe Velvachinkel Zatzal asked, is this story with him asking for this red soup over here was a one-time story that happened in a situation, it was talking about a specific food, you know, that happened to be that the lentils happened to be red over there, and because of that, that's how we're naming him, that's it, we're titling him as his, as, as his name for, you know, uh, you know for, for the future, because he asked for some red soup. Why is that so essential for us to, to title him and call his name based on this story that happened with the soup? So let me explain what the biggie said. He says, there's a very, very uh, fundamental difference beside between Yaakov and Esau. Yaakov was a chacham. A chacham is Reyes HaNeilad. He looks at the future. He looks at the at what's going to be the result of the things that wind up happening. Esau's focus was, what am I getting now? What's happening now? Who's thinking about the future? Who's worrying about the future? Who's worrying about anything that's going to come out of here? Right now, I need a certain situation right now. And if I don't get it, that's, 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 what's, that's, what the, that's a catastrophe for me. I have to have what I need now. Who cares about the future? Who's worrying about it? So when they were fighting about the Bechayra, Yaakov was looking at the whole us. He was looking at the whole He was looking at the whole future. And they were saying over here... <laughs> Who needs to worry about, you know, I'm happy now, leave it, leave, leave it over here. I don't want to worry about that. I need, I, I'm tired and hungry right now. I want to eat something. That's, that's what's important to me right now. <clears throat> so that's why he asked for the soup. That's why he was so worried about the soup. He wasn't, wasn't worried about the Bukhara. But my Rebbe points out that not only was he not, you know, worried about the future in another Elam Haba, like the Bukhara, but it was even in Elam Haza he wasn't worried about the future. Because we know that when Yitzchak gave the brachas to Yaakov Avinu, so Yitzchak was very, very uh, was very, very upset that Yaakov got the brachas. He was finding out that he's going to have all this wealth, and he's going to be for, he's going to be stronger than his brother, and all the having gvir lachecha, right? And you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to be greater than than uh, you know, your brother. And Yaakov, when he met Esav, he said, "In love and guarantee, right? I live by love on." And you know, he said, I, listen, I wasn't so chashiv. I was just like a stranger by love. And look, you know, Esau, you don't even have to be worried about anything. 
right? There's nothing. There's nothing that you know. My, that, you know, our father's brother wasn't even miscarrying by me. It never even happened by me over here. You have to worry about that. I'm going to do all the power on you. I was like a stranger by my father's house, so you don't have to worry. Except, so whatever he asked, and I was obviously Yaakov Avinu wasn't coming to be Mavaza the brachas that Yaakov even gave to, that Yitzchak uh, gave to him. He wasn't disgracing his father's brachas. So what was Yaakov Avinu telling him? So my Rebbe said over B'Shem of Rosh Hashem, he said like this. He said, Yaakov's command was to tell Esav, Esav, this is something which didn't happen. You see, it didn't really happen to me. This is something which is going to be in the future with my children. And that's what Yaakov was saying to Esav. That, uh, There's no point for you to hate me for this because that's not what you're worrying about because it's not something that happened to me. By me, it didn't happen to me. And you're someone that always worries about the present, what can happen to you, <laughs> what, what happens right now. And since that's not your issue over here, you don't have anything to be jealous of. And Rebbe explained that the Rabban says that when Esau came and was willing to sell the Bechaira, so what did he say? I'm, I'm, I'm going now home with Lamas, right? You know, I have to worry about the Bechaira, right? He said, listen, anyways, I'm dying from the, from the you know, from the, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, from what's happening over here, I'm not even going to gain anything from the Bechari, because all Indian of the Bechari is that he's going to get the Yerusha that comes from his father over here. He's, he says, I'm going to die before my father, and I'm not going to even have the Bechari, so who needs the Bechari? That the question could be asked right away, the Rabban explains. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> it transfers over to his children. The Bechari goes transfers over to his children, the Yerusha. So why, why wouldn't he... You know, hold on to because of that. The same side over here because he wasn't thinking about the future. He was thinking about him now. What's going to be relevant to him, to him right now? And with this, my Rebbe also explained <coughs> that's the pshat when he was mevazer the bechayer. What was the pshat? He was mevazer the bechayer. Right now, he says I don't need it. But later on, he wound up realizing the value of the bechayer. And you see, he was upset about it. He started to complain. He said, "No, how could you go ahead and do this?" Bechayer later on in the parsha. Right? Now, the reason for this was is because Esau himself really knew that there was importance to the Bechaira. In his head, in his cup, in his head, he was able to understand it. And that's why when he was buried, right, his head made into Masamachpela because he had the understanding and the knowledge in his, in his logic, in his cup, in his head, to know that there was a Hashivas to the Bechaira. But he was so caught up in the physical kindness of the world that was over here in the present moment. And that, that overpowered what his what his head knew as far as the importance for the Bechaira. And therefore he decided that it's so important for me right now that I just need this, this you know, this soup over here. And that's the design that he made to the Bechaira. He wasn't allowing his what his head knew to be right. And he gave into his tivus, his, his his desires, instead of that. Like Lushan, that's what Hashem is saying. The Ramban says, because what does a fool always want? A fool is always worried about how he's going to eat and drink and have the, his desires at the moment he has it right now. He's not thinking about the future. <coughs> so this explains my Rebbe. That's the reason why the Pasuk says, because he said, that's why he was called Edom. Because this was translating who Esav was. The fact that Esav was only focused on the present moment, about, about that, that, that uh, the, the, you know, the red lentils that was here, right? 
That was identifying and showing us who Esav was. That here, there comes a moment, Avraham Avinu was Nifter, and the whole world was shaken up that he was a famous person in the whole world, and even the Malchiarets were, were trembling from, from Avraham Avinu, and everyone's just like taken aback by Avraham Avinu's Ptira, right? such a righteous person there. And Esav comes back right now, in the middle of everything, and he says, I need my soup, I need my thing right now. This Pasuk in the Torah, this that the Torah tells us how he was after that <coughs> red soup. <coughs> That's the translation of Esau, that I, I need the present moment, and I don't care what the future is, I don't care what the importance of everything else is, I need what I need now. And it's even stressed a little bit more, my Rebbe said. Because when he said it, he said, why does the Pasuk have to stress to her? What's that? Red, red. So explain because when the Torah repeats things, like you find the Pasuk says, Avram, Avram, or the Pasuk says, Yaakov, Yaakov. So Rashi explains in both places over there that when it says both times, Avram, Avram, and Yaakov, Yaakov, it means that there's a rush of chiba, of, of love and connection. And that when Rashi was calling out to Avram, Avram, it was calling out to Hashem's love to Avram Avinu, to Yaakov Avinu. And here also, when Esau said, that was showing it wasn't just that he wanted the soup, but that was what he loved, that was what he was living, that was what his whole mahus, his whole essence. And therefore the Torah wanted to teach us a lesson over here. If you want to understand what Esau, what, one, of the, one, one of the traps of Esau was, was the fact that he never, he didn't think of the future. Like I said before, his head could have figured it out. He had the relationship was able to figure it out. But he was so controlled by his guf, he was so controlled by his tithers, that he wasn't able to allow himself to be able to see what has to be, the, what has to be the proper point of looking at things and to see what the, what we have, how we have to take the main point of the picture. And he got caught up in the details of, of the present moment and his tithers. You know, one of my bain one time said, that the slogan of our generation is fast, easy, and fun. And if I don't get something fast, and if it's not easy for me to do, or if it's not fun, then I'm out. I can't do it. Now that's a, that's a mistake, because things don't always happen so fast, and not always so easy, and definitely it's not always fun. And if a person realizes that Part of life is to be able to work through the things and not to get caught up in the present moment, what's going to be enjoyable for me, what's going to be a pleasure to me. And that's a way that a person can work on his marriage. Because it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be fun with the different things that go on in life that we have to be able to do. But when we work through the things together and we build things together, that creates a stronger love, a stronger connection between each other. And the same thing with children. It's not always going to be fast, easy, and fun. But if we determine and we realize we're looking at the big picture, not at the present moment, but where are we taking things, then we have patience, then we have, then we have, we're able to look at things with a, a, an, object, an objective way of looking at it, and we're able to get what we have to be able to get. So let's take this lesson now, now from, from what we're telling us by Esav over here. Don't let ourselves get caught up in the moment of, the, of, the, of what makes it comfortable for us, what makes it easier for us, what makes it more pleasurable for us. Let's look at the future and to be able to see where we can take things to the next level. And with that, to be able to find and discover what we need to be able to do to fulfill our purpose, and be Mikad Hashem Shemayim, and be Nachat HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
and to all Klai Yisrael. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. Ko,